I know a lot of people in that category, but the other one is actually, I think, a level of energy below where they're in such a depressive state that it's more apathy than depression. And in that circumstance, you don't have motivation to do anything. Right. And you need people to pull you out of that. We have no great war, no great depression. Our great war is a spiritual war. I think, I think what's happened, especially with people in my generation, I, I have memories of the 1970s. That's how old I am. Uh, there, there, people in my generation have this belief, and I get this a lot, especially from some of my buddies who are in the military, is that somehow this depression is a, a function of weakness or this depression, this mental illness, and they don't understand the neurological aspects or the neurochemical aspects or the genetic aspects about it, about how depression can work. A great book about that is The Happiness Hypothesis by Jonathan Haidt, where he talks mm -hmm. about people are born with a default level of happiness or sadness. And if something happens, like you become a paraplegic or you win the lottery, you find that those people end up going back to that same default level of happiness or sadness. And you can, over time, train your brain neurologically to to behave in a different way whereas other people are like no just pull your bootstraps up and fight harder and kick somebody's ass and it's like that sort of mentality well it while it does work for some people doesn't work for everybody so that's really interesting that you so you knew that so your life externally were you one of the popular kids like what was yeah it? Was like, yeah yeah i was a captain of the hockey team okay I was captain you know i was we didn't have a lot of hockey teams in texas but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was good um and just I think that might even contributed to it because yeah. I was like, externally, I'm supposed to be this outward confident guy. And, yeah. uh, also, you know, I, uh, I, I just, something about like revealing that weakness or letting anyone know about it yeah. just kept it stuffed down even more. And I mean, I think now, you know, anxiety, depression, all that stuff is so much more common mm -hmm. than people think, especially, you know, getting into coaching. And I'm sure you've seen yes. it, it for years and years, obviously too, but, um, you know, it's, People feel like they're alone. I certainly felt like that. Uh, so, you know, it's it really is content like this where you go on and you hear someone else's story and you see it and it finally clicks and it just happens to be the right moment. So I hope, you know, people listening to this right now, whoever relates to it can kind of pick that up. I thought it was huge when Dak Prescott came out. I don't know if you know the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys came out and talked about suffering from depression. And uh, suffering from depression, you know, losing his brother, mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, getting a 40 million, he's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL now. Mm. And also listening to Bulzarian talk about this, where he's on a boat, he's on a $300 million yacht with 30 girls all wanting to sleep with him and just feeling alone. Mm. And the, the thing is, uh, Eckhart Tolle has a great saying, he goes, there's two ways to be unhappy. One way is to not get what you want. And the other way to be unhappy is to get what you want. Mm. When you are unhappy because you there's this goal you want to achieve and you can't achieve it, that sucks. But when you achieve that goal and you're still unhappy, that really fucking sucks. And so I think that that's kind of what you're describing here. Because I wasn't cool in high school. I mean, nobody. I played left tackle. I just played football just so I could just be in with some group of kids because I was just a weird looking kid. Mm. And so I was very unpopular. And and so when I hear that, I, I kind of understand what you're talking about, how it's like you felt like you had all these things going on, but still there was this uh, underlying uh, problem that you had. You also mentioned your father. Was there was like a, a history of, of a problem like this? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. My dad had you know depression. He was on antidepressants for many years, mm -hmm. and that was um, you know I, I have a, an incredible relationship with my parents uh, now. I really always have it. I mean, it was definitely like shakier growing up with just you know the the really the mental problems that were kind of in the family. But um, you know as I started to get into the Eckhart Tolls of the world yeah. and, you know, these, these, uh, personal development teachings and deep wisdoms, I started sharing them with my dad. Yeah. And 
honestly that like my relationship with my dad and seeing how I was able to show him a few things that I had learned that had helped me. And then a little while later, he's off his antidepressants. He'd be on for, he'd been on for 15 years. Yeah. I was just, I was like, Oh my, like, you know, I, this is like, this is my dad and I can see him finally be happy. That was definitely something that really inspired me to go down this path. So, so further. So happy because he's choosing like things like present moment awareness and he doesn't need his antidepressants. Exactly. That's what you're saying. It is interesting. I mean, if you look at it from a psychological standpoint, if it is, if, if it actually is a bunch of patterns, like cycles that we go through that continue to cause us our anxiety, and then we can figure out a psychological way or some sort of exercise to get us out of those patterns, then that would have the same efficacy as like, uh, you know, lithium. Mm. Or some, or even more efficacy than something like that. And I don't know how you know, it's tough. It's tough to study something like that. But I've seen it just like you have, where an individual is just sad, and then they have a different frame of reference, an internal locus of control, and then the the you know the belief in like gratitude, just choosing a, a point of gratitude, and it helps. Do you ever recommend things like Eckhart told to people, and they're not ready to hear it? Do you ever have situation? Because for me, I, what I found is that whenever I go to like the subtle art of not giving a fuck or some book like that, when I recommend those books, there's two types. There is this is the greatest goddamn book I've ever read in my life, or I don't get this at all. Mm. And I don't get that this at all is usually the middling guy who's making $70,000 a year and is just kind of like in a pseudo unhappy relationship. Like his life is not that bad. He has never suffered that much. He's mm. never broken a bone or gotten his ass kicked. And he's like, never, those are the ones that to me seem like they're just not ready to hear some of that stuff. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's two, uh, archetypes that aren't ready. I think that one, absolutely. And I have, you know, I know a lot of people in that category, but the other one is actually, I think, a level of energy below where they're in such a depressive state that it's more apathy than depression. And I've, I mean, we could dive into this as well, but I actually had, uh, you know, several years after that, like high school period, I, I hit a point, not super prolonged, but where it was more apathy than depression. And in that circumstance, you don't have, you know, motivation to do anything. Right. Uh, and you need people to pull you out of that. Um, or I think you probably do need drugs, you know, uh, and in that sense, like Eckhart Tolle can only help you so much if you're, if you're like that down. Yeah. I can, I can speak to those moments in my life, you know, mm -hmm. losing my dad to a drunk driver, you know, being like some, some of the most depressed moments in the, my life were being over deployed in the middle East. And then a thing happened back home mm -hmm. that I couldn't control mm -hmm. somebody yeah. getting sick or a girl I was dating breaking up with me. And there was like the, the, the time it wasn't like it was now we didn't have, we couldn't just call somebody on a cell phone on WhatsApp. It didn't work right. like that back in, you know, 2006. Uh, and, and just the time lag was so long and then just watching the world go by and just like this feeling of emptiness. And I, and I think for people who haven't suffered from depression and I have not suffered from de deep depression, but periods, short periods mm -hmm. of it, um, the, the debilitating, inability to get the fuck out of bed yeah to go do yeah. anything right for me one of the things that like i remember going through a breakup back is probably 2015 and and starting like uh hyperventilating telling and i had to tell my my personal trainer which is like there's way too much information but i'm like bro i'm going through a breakup i'm having trouble i can't even like concentrate to do these pull-ups and these this bench press and people don't understand it's like it's physically debilitating you mm -hmm. can't move you can't get out of bed when it's that bad mm -hmm. right and then other people are like well you're su you're super self-absorbed get over yourself and then just get over the situation and i think for some people that works right i do 
but for a lot of people, it doesn't, right? I used to have this believing, a belief that, well, depression isn't, uh, ADD isn't real because the U.S. Marine Corps could fix it. And I just, I don't believe that anymore because I do see some people, it just doesn't work that way. So it's, it's really interesting that you talk about this where some people would be able to be helped through positive psychology mm -hmm. or, you know, present moment awareness, stuff like that. And then some people would still need, you know, some kind of like drugs, some, some pharmacolog pharmacological drugs or intervention or, or people pulling you out of it. Yes. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying this channel and these videos. If you like them, you can subscribe right here. There's a whole playlist about how to build a social circle from scratch right here with really high quality content. And then right here, you can learn about how I help men in Tribe Accelerator build a circle from scratch of high value men and women.